Jersey Judah, the Crimson Capsule Chapel is back Monday. Do something that we haven't done in quite some time, and that is have Manosphere Monday. Who do we have for Manosphere Monday this evening? And by the way, it's 5.27 p.m. Got back from work not too long ago. Decided we'll go back to the roots, old school. Well, not really old school, because <coughs> I really started going along with the days and shit, like Thursday, Tuesdays, um, Friday, Friday, Thursday, like shit like that. I only started doing that less than an hour ago. But um, I'm actually parked in my parking lot because these motherfuckers across the street out here playing this loud fucking music, you know, which I, which, uh, whatever. But 
we're going to do some old school. We're going to talk about the Manosphere. Well, not really. We're just going to go over some videos related to the Manosphere. It didn't feel like coming up with a name. So, Manosphere Monday it is. Besides, we got videos from Manosphere Highlights Daily and a new content creator who is called Cat Jammer. One word, Cat Jammer. Two clips from Manosphere Highlights Daily. Um, he talks about Lady in Red. If you guys seen the movie The Matrix, has something to do with that. And we have washed up women complaining about coffee dates. But we have some small clips to start this thing off. You already know how we rocking right now, man. Not trying to waste any time. Today is like nice compared to what it was, I don't know, the past four or five days. Hundreds. 90 degree weather. I think today we just topped off at like 90, maybe 88. But this weather is no joke. And I have like 19 miles until I'm on E, which is just enough for me to get back and forth to work tomorrow. So I'm going to have to figure something out. But enough of me talking, waffling. All right, let's get into the fuckery. So something that guys like to say to me, like when they're trying to insult me in my videos, is they'll be like, wow, you've dated so many guys, you've slept with so many people, like all that kind of slut shamey stuff. And at the end of last year, I decided I wanted to be in a relationship, right? I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And I started like seriously dating, like hitting the apps hard, going on lots of dates. And for me, like sex is really important. And so I would always want to sleep with someone first before I like committed to a relationship um because I like sex and my body is difficult <laughs> let's pause for a moment it seems there is an epidemic of this type of self-destructive behavior among people especially women she goes on to say that her body is difficult that's what happens when you go around town hooking up with as many as possible in the name of sexual freedom and independence Think about this, she could have had one boyfriend and could have had sex with him multiple times, but she didn't. Let's continue. So I have been on lots of dates and I have like slept around a bit as well. And if anything, like that's a compliment to my boyfriend because I was looking for a partner. Like I was taking it really seriously. Like I was looking to find him. Stop the cat. The lie detector test determined that was a lie. You know it's bullshit when these bitches talk. <coughs> Soon as a woman starts to illustrate herself on TikTok about her past experiences and where she's at in her life, she's going to skip a couple of chapters. She's going to skip a couple of dozen, a couple dozen guys that she's been piped down by. See, that's the problem with a lot of women. They're just not honest like that. Then get mad at men. We're talking about body count. Of course, body count matters. This woman is saying, well, I'm typically used to hooking up with guys on the first date. Okay. So what type of energy do you really expect back? Seriously. These bitches are just a walking disaster. Shit, shit is only going to get worse, man. Because women are just now, like, we're going to get into a list later on. But women today are just so, like, they're so upfront about their hoeing. They're upfront about doing hoe shit. Which, on one hand, it's terrible. But for a person who's red pill aware, it's a godsend. Now, now you don't have to question these bitches. You know what they're about now. One week later. Because I currently have glandular fever, right? I'm on like the upward bend of glandular fever. Glandular fever is a herpes virus, right? It's not like herpes in that sense, but it's a herpes. Mission failed. We'll get them next time. Tango down. Sickening. This virus, it's EBV. And once my symptoms disappear, and I'm infectious now, but once my symptoms disappear, I will be highly infectious for six months afterwards, right? Then after that six months, I will continue to be infectious for my whole life. I'm 
play dumb games, win stupid prizes. To all the guys shaming her, how dare you? She is the prize and she deserves the best of the best. And she is so brave and strong for talking about this. What if she has herpes, her body her choice right? The mental gymnastics that she is playing right now deserves an Olympic gold medal. Hit that subscribe button to see more videos of dumb people on the internet. And just like that, man, Cat Jammers, or Cat Jammer, my bad, I said Cat Jammers. Cat Jammer with uh, a wild example of a modern woman. It's becoming a trend now, so it shouldn't really surprise too many men. You know, we don't really talk about this as men, but as guys today, regardless of how much game you think you have, a modern woman, like if you're a guy who is above average, you're like a seven, right? A woman who's a five can double your body count. Easily. Double your body count. And, 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 and continue because women make this um, something to brag about. Oh, well, like, think about it like this. I, I thought about this before I even left the house. Okay. Number one, how is it, how does it sound for a bitch to say, well, I stay around niggas? <laughs> Versus a man saying, I, I'm stay, I stay around bitches. Now, here's the thing. A guy who says he stays around bitches, that's cool. But how many of those bitches are you fucking, right? How many bitches, how many of those bitches are you actually communicating with, hooking up to, uh, hooking up with, sleeping with, building something with, right? Women, will, women, like their claim to fame is that they be around niggas. They're around certain niggas, i.e. niggas that pedestalize them, niggas that put them on pedestals, niggas that take them out, buy them shit just for being there. That's going to be a no for me, dog. Mission failed. We'll get them next time. Who do you call when you are at your lowest? Who is that one person? Nobody. I'm a man. No one cares. Not a single soul. Nobody. Nobody. I'm a guy. Nobody gives a shit. Speaking for the guys when I say this, literally no one. Do y'all call someone? Nobody. Just nobody. No one to talk to each other. You guys. No one. I'm a man. No one cares. No one. Not a single fucking person. I wouldn't call anyone. I wouldn't turn to a single person on this earth because they don't care. They would just find a way to use it against me one day. I know it's hard being a woman, but this there's a coldness that you have to accept when you're a man. Only women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. Message. Women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. A man is only loved under the condition that he provides something. Something to think about. You know, who does a man call? You see, like... And I know it's a dark way to think about this shit, but really, as a man, if you're a man listening, realize that you're probably in a fight, you're in a battle, whatever that battle is, whatever that fight is, and you really don't have people alongside with you. Not not the people, not like the way you think you have people. Oh, you have people momentarily. You have people when you start making money. You have people when you start coming up. But a lot of us can remember not having shit. And worse than that, 
not having anybody around. As we talked about loneliness throughout the week, throughout the weekend. I mean, <laughs> for a man, shit. You have no choice but to get over it. You have no choice but to man up. You have no choice but to be on your square. You can't you can't lollygag, you can't bullshit. God forbid if you have a bad day and you decide you you decide to vent, you decide to get some things off of your chest, a woman will say you're in your feelings. Meanwhile, she's an emotional wreck 24-7. an emotional wreck. The moment when you start speaking about things on your mind and things that's going on in your head, all of a sudden you're in your feelings. And it instantly comes down to shaming tactics. Well, who's hurt you? I mean, that's a dumb question to ask. I mean, it's an illogical question to to ask because last time I checked, I wasn't made out of metal. I'm not made out of steel. You know what I mean? I have human organs. Of course I feel. Of course I've been hurt. Most men have been hurt. Truth be told, a lot of men found the red pill and found a lot of aspects and people within the manosphere due to that. And I've always been a person who's gained learning experiences from my mistakes. So if it wasn't for those relationships, if it wasn't for those uh, negative experiences, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I wouldn't be in the headspace that I am in today. But do realize as a man, like you are essentially, (laughs) it's a solo campaign, baby. And a bunch of NPC, non-playable character normies that are just there. Like you just, you just, you ever go somewhere and you see like a person that he just belongs in that setting. Like what else would this person be doing? Like. Like, like NPCs, people you come across, maybe a, it may be a pretty face with a blank personality. Ain't nothing worse than a pretty face and just a bland, blank, boring personality. But yeah, man, <clears throat> a lot of guys realize that they're in this whole thing, this whole fight alone. Like I said, with me, it's not even a big deal. Today was actually a productive day. Actually worked. But when I get back, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't fucking be around too many people, man. Especially like, like I said, in my area, I've been out here for, for many moons. So it's nothing, it's nothing I'm missing out, out here. I'm not really missing anything. So essentially, I just work, podcast, go home, play video games, go to sleep. I lifted, I threw out today. I just want to bring this up just randomly before we get into the to more of the um, lengthy videos. Pause. I was, um, I had to clean out this fucking closet, this gym closet. And um, so much shit, man. So many books. So many binders, so many boxes that I had to throw away. I lie to y'all not. I've I've had at least thrown out two thousand plus boxes. Like the recycling, like recycling, had to show up three times to pick up all the shit that I was throwing away. So yeah, man, I just work personally. Like I I I won't or can't get my feelings hurt if I don't if I don't put my feelings out there. If I just do what the fuck I have to do, I don't have to worry about dealing with anybody. So that's kind of like the that's kind of like <clears throat> the mode that I'm on right now. 
But yeah, everybody, every man is going through his own battles. And nine times out of ten, there's not many people that are there to really support that guy. Because, well, society simply ignored men. We'll just put women first when it comes to any and everything. And then when men talk about their problems, we'll call them weak. We'll call them insecure. We'll call we'll we'll say that they're not real men. Meanwhile, the bitches that say this have fake hair, fake eyelashes, fake nails, painted on with makeup, talking about what's real and fake. Where's the logic in this one? I don't get it. <clears throat> Anyways, time to move on. Two Manosphere highlights daily. Haven't played him, haven't played his channel and his content in a while. Hopefully, you guys check out Manosphere Space Highlights Space Daily. <clears throat> but we're about to move forward here because I'm not trying to be in this hot ass car for long. And I want this episode to be good enough. To where I say what I need to say, play some videos, and then speak my mind. So, <clears throat> the next video we are going over is by, once again, Manosphere Highlights Daily. And the video of uh, being connected to the woman in the red dress from the movie The Matrix. Also, the meaning behind it. Let's see what we got. Dennis, are you there? At your service, sir. Give me the woman in the red dress. Will do, sir. Here it comes. So what did you think of her? Of who? The woman in the red dress. The woman in the red dress analysis. The Matrix. Welcome to Manager Highlights Daily. The Matrix, the first movie is genius. We highlighted the woman in the red dress clip in a couple of our videos. And finally, it's time to give my analysis of the woman in the red dress based on four questions that I'm going to ask in this video. I'm looking forward to the comment section of this video because I know that you guys will have valuable information, valuable perspectives that will add to this analysis. Shout out to the Patreon gang. Salute! The original video is going to be on Patreon because we have to respect the YouTube guidelines. That's why you will get a censored and filtered YouTube-friendly version. So if you like what we do... Yeah, because those niggas sure as fuck terminated my account. <laughs> those fucking cocksuckers, man. Those useless motherfuckers sure know how to terminate a nigga's account, man. Like I said, I tried to go on YouTube yesterday to see what the fuck was going on, and I get a fucking notification that my fucking account is terminated. Ho-ass niggas. Ooh, and you want to experience our content to the fullest extent? Support us on Patreon. Now it's time for us to dive into this and do what we have to do. Because we men, we? We men, we? Let's start with the obvious. First question is, what does the woman in the red dress represent? In the system, the thing is fight to protect it. Are you listening to me, Neil? Or were you looking at the woman in the red dress? All right, the obvious, the obvious thing when you analyze the woman in the red dress, because that is a theme. It's a theme in a lot of movies. Um, the woman in the red dress can mean a multitude of things. I believe in the Matrix, it just meant a blatant distraction. You know, it's a re it's a reminder that Neo is still a human being, right? It's a reminder that Neo is still capable of weakness. Some would say his weakness is simply Trinity, another woman. But... That woman is a representation of distraction. Red is a very loud color. It catches your eye, catches your attention. See what I mean? So we'll see what, what else can be addressed when it comes to the woman in the red dress. The woman in the red dress represents distraction. Uh -huh. So if she is a distraction... The second question is, what is she distracting you from? Guys, I swear to God, I did not listen to any of these clips besides the uh, the men, the last clip. 
that was the only clip I listened to. I did not listen to this clip, by the way. I'm just making this clear before we continue. This is where Morpheus comes in. The Matrix is a system, Neil. That system is our enemy. When you're inside, you look around, what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters. The very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still a part of that system, and that makes them our enemy. Have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. Whoa. And many of them are so inert, so... Most of those people are not ready to be unplugged. Mission failed. We'll get them next time. Damn. Hopelessly dependent on the system that they will fight to protect. The woman in the red dress is to distract you from the truth. Morpheus explains to Neo that the people are basically slaves to the system. The woman in the red dress is a distraction to keep your mind from being free. She is here to keep you connected to the system, plug into the system, remain a slave. It worked. The lie detector test determined you are telling the truth. Neo was distracted from hearing the truth. So now the third question is, what makes her so distracting? This is where Mouse comes in. So I understand that uh, you've run through the agent training program. You know, I um, I wrote that program. Here it comes. So what did you think of her? Of who? The woman in the red dress. I designed her. She, um, well, she doesn't talk very much, but but if you'd like to meet her, I can arrange a much more personalized bill. You. The digital pimp hard at work. I pay no attention to these hypocrites, Neo. To deny our own impulses is to deny the very thing that makes us human. Ooh. All right. So on top of... And also that that comes to mind another definition or another um, another way of looking at the woman in red or the red dress. It can also represent temptation. All right. Red can be a color of passion. Red can be a color of love. Think Valentine's Day. Think of goofy shit like that. Right. So the woman in the red dress can represent sin and it can represent temptation. Right. So Neo was essentially being tested. His will was being tested by whoever the fuck that guy is. I haven't seen Matrix in a while. But now it all starts to make sense. Dennis. Impulse. A. A sudden strong wish to do something. B. Something that is the driving force behind or reason for something else. Yes, the woman in the red dress is attractive. And I've said it many, 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 many times on this channel that attraction is not a choice. At first glance, she displays three things that make her attractive. One, youth. It's a young woman. We are naturally attracted to younger women. This has to do with fertility. Women that hit the wall can still look beautiful and struggle to attract the man that they want because attraction has to do with chemistry, with energy. Women that hit the wall lost that aura they used to have that comes with youth and fertility. That's why they freak out when they notice the special attention is drying up. Not gonna go to the end of the line. Who the fuck are you? I have just as much of a right to be here as any of these little skanky girls. What am I not skanky enough for you? You want me to hike up my skirt? What the fuck is your problem? I'm not going anywhere. This is some roided out freak with a fucking clipboard. The woman in the red dress looks healthy. She's in great shape. She got that Coca-Cola bottle shape. Mwah. Breasts look voluptuous, ah. juicy, and extraordinarily nourishing. She has symmetrical Mwah. features, however, she presents herself in an asymmetrical way. Ladies, this is a power pose. Men don't want that. If you want to be irresistible, it's all about the asymmetry. A man's reptilian brain unconsciously registers asymmetry as attractive, intriguing, and mysterious. This could be a tilt in your head, a raise of your shoulder, one hand on your hip. I know it sounds totally crazy, but it works because you can't actually fight your human neurology. So go off and try it and let me know in the comments what you think. Number two, charisma. Dennis. Charisma. 
a special power that some people have naturally, that makes them able to influence other people and attract their attention and admiration. That's right on the money. What more can I say? Charisma it is. She's looking straight at Neo, though. So that's something that adds to the distraction and makes this scene so powerful. Number three, apparel. Now, the red dress definitely helps, especially when everybody around you is wearing black. A striking color like red will immediately stand out. However, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Scientists have revealed that wearing the color red will make you more attractive to the opposite sex. Men are attracted to women who wear red for more primal biological reasons. Research demonstrates a parallel in the way that human and non-human male primates respond to red. And I quote from the article, As much as men might like to think that they respond to women in a thoughtful, sophisticated manner, it appears that at least to some degree, their preferences and predilections are, in a word, primitive. Most guys won't even tell you that. They'll tell you that it's a primitive way of thinking. Even a guy who considers himself a gentleman, he'll still look at women in a certain way. It's just women don't, women either jump the gun and expect them to think that way, in which, in that case, they're right, which is why a lot of these women go off of how these guys react from how they dress. And we'll get into that a little bit later. And how she was dressed was. It wasn't that she was over the top. It was just she was the only she was the only person in a red dress. She was the only person in red in general in that scene. So that scene wasn't just there for no fucking reason. It was there to to make a um a lasting conscious and subconscious uh point for the entire film are a portion of what that film represents. The links will be in the description, guys. This is what I'm talking about when I say attraction is not a choice. It's part of our instincts. She's also wearing red lipstick, by the way. Mm -hmm. But it's our natural instincts that are used against us. And that's my next question. Question number four. Is she dangerous? Well, yes and no. If you look at the clip you'll see that it's not the woman in the red dress that's pointing a gun at Neo. That's Agent Smith, a.k.a. the government, a.k.a. the system. This is what I mean with men are never intimidated by women because it's not women that arrest you, lock you up, and make you pay for a crime you didn't commit. A woman might turn you down if you ask her out, or she might ghost you after a date, but if she falsely accuses you of rape, it's not she who's going to arrest you. It's not she who locks you up. It's the system that takes care of that. And women will take advantage of this system. So this indirectly makes her dangerous. Therefore, the system uses her and releases her from responsibilities. Men are not going their own way because they are afraid of women. The foolishness. Men choose to go their own way because of the system. The system makes a man pay child support for a kid that isn't his. The system will arrest the man even though he is the victim of domestic violence. The system will believe her when she accuses a man of rape without... The lie detector test determined you are telling the truth. All facts. Evidence. This system allows a woman to divorce her husband for no reason and still walk away with half of his seed. This system promotes masculinity as toxic, but encourages women to be masculine. And the list goes on and on. Concluding with the juice ain't worth the squeeze. The woman in the red dress is out there in many, 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 many forms. I would like to read your thoughts in the comment section. Let's all learn from this. And whatever you choose to do when you run into the woman in the red dress, make sure you protect yourself at all times. Shout out to the Manosphere Highlights Daily channel. That is Manosphere Highlights Daily. We still got one more video from him. We're just about 40 minutes in. And I wanted to address some things. All right. So the woman in red is actually seeing or that theme, sub theme, if you will. Uh, it's a sub theme, not just because it's not necessarily a theme. It's sub, but it's also like a subconscious meaning or message behind the lady in red, you know, red, the red clothing and how red clothing is used in Hollywood and entertainment and a lot of movies. Um, 
within that movie, The Matrix, it was a distraction. You know what I'm saying? Now, ironically enough, for Neo to be free, he had to take the red pill and go back into The Matrix. See what I mean? So a lot of people who bring up the red pill, they don't know directly what that means. Like, you're not just going to take the red pill and go back to um, the way things are. Like, you're going to see things entirely different. With a lot of women, especially, and I've always stated this, that women in the long run become more of a distraction than anything. So for me, um, an attractive woman just becomes an attractive woman. It's not a woman that I look at. It's not a woman that I would generally go about trying to commit to. Like that's not that's not most most women just don't have that. I don't think they have charisma. Generally speaking, their attraction doesn't count when it comes to charisma. Because there's a lot of people who are funny. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people who are funny in a very charismatic fashion. So looks aren't everything when it comes to charisma. But So most women that you come across are, are essentially, the best way to describe it with, with what you have going on in your life, they're essentially non-playable characters. So interacting with them, you're not going to have heavy dialogue. There's not going to be too much to talk about. She's not going to talk about much. She may just sit back and try to ask you a thousand questions. You kind of know what you're dealing with with a lot of women. And when you're on your purpose, the way that Neo was on his purpose, that woman could have became a potential ultimate distraction for Neo. That one woman in that scene could have caused the movie to go entirely different if he emotionally responded to what took place with the woman in the red dress. People can look up the scene. I mean, the scene. I mean, everybody should have seen The Matrix. I'm 33, but then again, I wouldn't think a 23 year old would have probably seen The Matrix for some reason. But anyway, we're gonna move on to the next video by the same content creator. So without further ado, let's continue. Dennis, are you there? At your service, sir. Give me the post bomb matchmaker. We'll do so. Well, I have one thing to say about that though. Don't, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the coffee date. I think they feel very platonic. They're not sexy. And so I try to encourage my clients not to go on them. I don't know how you two feel about that. Post-war matchmakers explain why they hate coffee dates. Welcome to Management Highlights Daily. Matchmakers in their 50s, one of them is 37, are being interviewed about matchmaking in modern society. It's an interesting conversation. We'll put the link in the description. The moment they started talking about first dates, that's when they hit some points that we would like to highlight in this video because we all know this game is rigged against men. So if you decide to play this game, we recommend coffee dates. Now it's all right, so before we get started, and this is the only time I'm going to pause, because like I said, I didn't listen to any of these videos, so it's kind of like a first listen for the both of us, whoever's listening, who may have never heard this video. So I'm going to play this entire 10 minutes, and then I'm going to I'm gonna have a long response, and then I have a couple things that I had written down from earlier that I want to address before wrapping this episode up. Time for us to dive into this and do what we have to do. Because we men, we? We men, we? It matters less where you go and more how you sit. This is why walking dates continue to be the best, at least in New York City, one of the best date ideas. But people are like, no, I need him to spend money on me. I want to see how he treats the wait staff. And like, I hear you. I hear you. But cocktail bars where you can sit next to each other, not across from each other. And I'll tell you why in a second. Um, tapas bars where, tapas bars or mezze bars where you can kind of like be cozy and like sit perpendicular um, and walking dates. Why is that important? Because 
when you are meeting a stranger, someone you've never met before, and you're doing eye contact, it can be really anxiety inducing. And sometimes, by the way, we confuse anxiety for the spark, which is mm. not correlated. Like you can be on a date with someone and be like, oh my God, I felt very exciting. It's like, yeah, but is it the good exciting? Or were you just trying to avoid their eye contact? And when you're getting to know someone, you want to open up, you want to find a place of vulnerability, a place of sexual tension, right? You're not, you're not on a date. You're not on a, you're not on a, interview, which I think sitting across can really bring that interview style out. This is really interesting because these matchmakers confirm exactly why you should take a woman on a coffee date. Because all of the things this matchmaker was talking about can be accomplished on the coffee date. She told on herself in the beginning, you might have missed it. Check this out. One of the best date ideas, but people are like, no, I need him to spend money on me. I want to see how he treats the wait staff. And like, I hear you. I hear you. She said, people... But she clearly means women want men to spend money on them. This is where these foodie calls are coming from. Because a woman might not like you at all, but she likes it when you spend your money on her and take her somewhere that she can brag about to her friends. This takes away the whole point of the day. More about this later. She's going to give us some gold. So to me, it matters more. Three things I think matter. Four things matter when you're online, when you're dating and like in terms of like where to go on first date. So first off, you know, like Michelle said about photos, your photos have to match what you're going to meet, right? Your first photo has to look like exactly like what you're going to meet in person. Second, the environment that you're going to, so be it a walking date or be it out in person, try your best to sit next to each other or perpendicular to each other, not across from each other. Huh. Okay. Um, Third, mindset. Remember that when you're going on a first date, it's just a first date. This is not the place to discover if you're even physically attracted to them, if you're financially compatible, if your five-year goals align. No, 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 no. The purpose of a first date is to go on a second date. Are you? Did you have fun? Are you curious about them? Go on a second date. That's it. That's it. Just put the mindset there. And the fourth thing, you when you go on the date, by all means, please think that you're just one person close to your person. By mixing these four things together, it is so much less important about where you go versus the outcome. This is gold. What's your mission, Private? The moment you understand what you're trying to accomplish, you'll know that you don't need a fancy restaurant because it's not the fancy restaurant that makes you a great person. I remember an ex-girlfriend who wanted to get back with me after I broke up with her. She told me that she wanted to take me somewhere and it was a surprise. So we ended up going to this fancy place and she paid for everything. However, she was still the same person. It was the same person that took me to a fancy place. <laughs> we were having the same conversation that led to our breakup. The location is not going to change that. The woman that I have right now, we can just sit on the couch and we're good. We can have fun anywhere. It's kind of like this song. I feel right. The music sounds better with you. We used to go to these hip-hop parties, and some of these DJs were so whack, but it didn't matter because I was with my boys. The DJ was not going to ruin our night because the music just sounded better when we were together. And that's the point. We did not go to the club to spend time with the DJ. No. We went to the club to spend time with each other. It's yeah, that's so really less important about where the date is. As someone, and I'm sure here, but like I've set up over 4,000 first dates and like location does not matter at all. Well, I have one thing to say about that though. Don't, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the coffee date. I think they feel very platonic. They're not sexy. And so I try to encourage my clients not to go on them. I don't know how you two feel about that. Oh, I agree. No, I don't. I hate the coffee date. Yeah. Unless it's, I mean, because it doesn't, it's like daytime coffee date too. It's like, I don't know. It's really hard. It's kind of like the brunch date. I'm kind of like... Keep in mind, these bitches are mid-age. They're middle-aged. They're middle-aged crows. Like, just think about that. Can you sit next to each other? Like, can you people watch? Like, that might be better, but I don't know. <laughs> this is pure gold. They hate coffee dates, but she clearly said... That location doesn't matter at all. And this is why I'm extra skeptical about female dating coaches and female content creators in the manosphere. The female perspective is appreciated and essential in order to understand what we are dealing with. However, when it comes to dating, it's men that are struggling to get dates and are victims of foodie calls. We made a video about Jigglypuff explaining how easy it is to get dates. And I've been rejected. Like... 
but it's pretty easy. And I didn't realize how easy it is. I literally could get on my phone and do like that night. If I wanted to hook up with a guy, you could just go on. It's the easiest thing ever. I, that blew my mind because I'd never done that online dating stuff. Think about that. Another woman, nothing special about her. But because she has a hole, she is favored by the majority of men for sexual activity. Okay? They're trying to smash. So, yeah, a woman can go on. uh, But see, that, that breaks down what's dating and what's hooking up. <clears throat> or what's the dating market compared to the hookup culture? Well, it's a woman selecting a man who is attractive enough for her to have sex with the first night to try to keep that man around for the second interaction. That's what that becomes. Or it becomes a guy who's decent, but who's paying for everything. So she's going to get her way regardless and most of these guys, they don't make the cut. Mission failed. We'll get them next time. So these female dating coaches shouldn't recommend their own preferences to their male clients and tell these women that the location doesn't matter when it comes to dating and focus on the person they are on a date with. Because at the end of the day, the man is expected to pay for the date. I think women who get, I mean, you, you know this better than I do, but what I see is women who are getting kind of burnt out on dating. Because I went through a coffee date phase where I was like, you just want to be efficient. You want to see if you like them. You want to be in and out. But I agree with you. It's incredibly not sexy. And, and what you're saying also confirms with my current boyfriend, we sat perpendicular at our first date. And our, at our second date, we went to an exhibit. And so we walked for like an hour and a half mm-hmm. and then went to dinner somewhere. And so it's just interesting to think about the body language and kind of the, the science of that. Yeah, and with coffee, with coffee dates also, they're quick, right? And you just want to be efficient, you said. But I'm of the mind and I believe that everyone has a gooey center and that some people take a while to show it to you. And so I feel like when you're on a coffee date and you're trying to be efficient, it's like you're not really leaning into um, creating the space for someone. It's like you're in a rush. Yeah. I think sometimes it takes an hour to really make to really get to the point where you're both feeling comfortable enough to shine and like coffee dates are just like a quick look see it's like listen guys men the longer you stay with a woman that you're not with the more that's coming out of your pocket <laughs> you know i think you should treat every single date you're on like it's special because that person... Actually, my favorite interview in a long time. This is super interesting. <laughs> I totally disagree with this woman. Uh, Keep the first date short, but interesting, so we can plan another date. Don't put everything on the table. Do you really think you can't have a great conversation in one hour? Let's see if we can get through one hour first. Time for- Most women can't... I mean, think about it like this, right? Because a guy would have to put in the effort just to get the first date to begin with, right? A woman would have to have something else beneficial for that man to stick around because the problem with women is not getting men. The problem with women is simply keeping one. They have a problem with keeping men. They can get men. That's why I've said it before. Like, what is the credibility that bitch gets from getting dick down? What what does she do besides spread her legs and take dick? Bend over and take dick. How is that a flex? How is this a thing? Plies when you're having fun. Okay, let's do another one. You will have the longest hour of your life if the date sucks. And why would you go into deep conversations about personal things with a person that you don't even know on the first date? The foolishness. Keep it light and playful. I don't understand where people get the idea that a coffee spot is uncomfortable or feels rushed. It's the price of a cup of coffee, I guess. That being said... Every single person has a gooey center. You just got to find it. 
I, well, I have awful centers though. Come on, Michelle. Yeah, I was gonna say I agree with you, Michelle, but then sometimes once in a blue moon there's gonna be a creep that you're gonna well, end are. up with. And you need to be able to learn not to be a people pleaser and to be able to walk away um, from that date quickly. And that's why I'm not a fan with online dating. I'm not a fan of meeting up for dinner because then you're stuck there for an hour or more. So I do think it's important to choose a location where, you know, you can be in and out if need be. If you're feeling uncomfortable, you're out of there and you don't have to stay the entire time. But if you're at dinner, you can get your ass up out of the chair and leave too, if you're not feeling safe. Absolutely. Well, it's making a, a bigger statement. So sometimes- Ah, there it is. You have no problems walking out on a dinner date because your ass doesn't have to pay for it. And to take it a step further, you walk out because you don't like the person, not the place. When they talk about creeps, guess who they are talking about? Men, if she is the creep, then you still have to pay up. And you look stupid now because you took her on a dinner date without knowing if you have that connection. The date is not just about women. It's not just to please women. Women are acting like they're doing us a favor when they show up on a date. It's a two-way street. Women take advantage of men willing to impress them. If a woman is not interested, fine. But that does not give her the right to your hard-earned money. Men, guard your own wallets. It doesn't matter where you take these women. If they are into you, they are into you. They will break all their rules for the man they desire. If you're still interested in playing this game, simple coffee date, six, seven dollars max. These matchmakers are asking 10 to 40K and that is without <laughs> any guarantee. So Mwah. we'll be looking into that. Manosphere, we working. Protect. Mwah. Fuck out of here. Shout out to Manosphere Highlights Daily. Shout out to the channel. Subscribe to the channel. I'm getting, I'm getting ready to wind things down here. Because it's uh, 6.15. We are just shy of an hour. But I have something written down that I wanted to go over. And it's just something weird where women, most women are monetized for self-destruction. They are simply monetized for self-destruction, all right? The way that this works is, for one, you give women the access to open dating slash relationships, right? Poly relationships, open marriages. Two... Women of all walks of life, women of all shapes and sizes get some form of validation from men. And most of these men that give these women the validation are men that the women are not even attracted to. Number three, her dress appeal is based on the thirst of the weak-minded provider simp while advertising, excuse me, while advertising herself and the hookup culture, right? Now, for the men who she's trying to hook up with, she has a very optimistic or opportunistic, is it opportunistic? Opportunistic approach, right? And what they want to do is lure and attract those men she's attracted to while weeding out the average guys in the sub fives, all right? That's three and four. Five she doesn't have financial means. She doesn't have to have financial means or show off materialism to attract men. Men are solely expected to have money and valuable resources to appeal to modern women. In other words, um, women only have to use their bodies with makeup, waist trainers, etc. to attract men. Number six. They constantly, they're constantly being reminded that they are the prize and never have to put in any effort for a man. Number seven, the twisted flex of being promiscuous. This is what accesses her body. This is how women are monetized for self-destruction. They are told that being promiscuous, that having all of these men are somehow a flex. It's almost like what I mentioned earlier. 
It's like a woman saying, well, yeah, I stay around niggas. Like, that's not a flex compared to a guy who stays around bitches and he actually talks to and fucks with them. See, that's something that women never figured out, especially when it comes to money. Like, bitch, money for you isn't a cheat code. That's just everything that you wanted. You don't have to go through it from a man. Or if you're out here showing your asshole and showing your pussy and showing your feet for guys, you get instant access and you get money and validation. But what does that come at? If you show your face, then now you're just known for being on OnlyFans. You know, for putting your body out there. You know what I mean? That digital footprint is not going to look clean, you know, by the time you leave this earth. That's going to be out there forever. Now, there's a lot of people that I know, or not, I don't know these people, people that I know of, that had to go through lawyers and had to get all of their shit, all of their, whether it's porn, um, OnlyFans material, they had to get all their shit taken down, and they had to pay a hefty cost to get all that wiped out from the internet. But the face is still there. You see what I mean? But women don't think about these things to the bitter end. But these are primarily the women who choose to be monetized. They choose to promote themselves like a sex object, but get mad when a man treats them as such. Okay. But yeah, man, get ready to wrap this motherfucker up because uh, it's not as hot as it usually is, but it's still hot. You see what I mean? This heat is still low-key unbearable. But we've gotten through an hour. So, with all that being said, I'm about to wrap this shit up, all right? So, as I always say, it's been another day. And in the meantime and in between time, and until next time, Jersey Judah, the Crimson Capsule, What the fuck was I saying? The Crimson Capsule Chapel. Did I just say the Crimson Capsule Chapel? I'm high as fuck. Get ready to wrap this shit up. Peace.